Welcome to Hope-Filled Conversations, where we explore the truths and hope found in God's Word. Welcome back to Hope-Filled Conversations. I'm Jody, And I'm Carolyn. We are so glad that you're joining us today. We are excited to continue in First Thessalonians. Um, it's been such a good study so far, and we have um, a great, great topic today. I think it's been an encouragement to me and a challenge to me as I study it this yes. week. So um, we're going to be talking about living as an authentic believer in Jesus. Um, and as I was considering this topic, I wanted to know what authentic means. I, I know I have an idea in my head, but I wanted to know what the real definition was from good old Webster. So. Well, I'm, I'm, it's a nail biter now. You got to share. You got to share. It is. And I love this definition because it just summarizes it all. It says not false or copied, genuine and real. And Paul really discusses this all throughout chapter two in First Thessalonians about living as a genuine and real believer. Um, and you know, he sets this example of authenticity in his ministry. And he even says, look at my life and look at how I'm living. He invites believers to examine his actions to see if there's anything that would be displeasing to the Lord. And wow, that's is that a challenge? Yes, that's intimidating wow. to me. Yes. It's like, oh, I don't, I don't, yeah, yeah. I want to be able to say that, but absolutely, that's, that's kind of scary. It's yeah. like, what, what would they see? Yeah. Because we all have our blind spots. We I do. Think. And I just love how when we read scripture, it kind of invites us to pause and think. And mm-hmm. that was one of those things like, whoo. Yes. I need to take a minute and consider, am I serving the Lord? Am I living with an authenticity in my in my service, in my life? Um, are my inner thoughts, my inner heart motives pleasing to the Lord? Um, he, he knows. He sees. That's right. <laughs> no one else can, but he does. And right. so, um, you know, it was an invitation for me to just pause and consider and mm-hmm. examine my heart and, you know, um, ask the Lord to really transform me and, right. you know. Reminds, reminds me of that passage yeah. that David had wrote, um, search me, O Lord, yeah. and reveal to me any iniquity, yeah. any sin within me that, you know, basically uh, in in the re- uh, revelation of that, we would repent yeah. and be, be restored and, and have that walk. And yeah. uh, on this episode, we're going to really uh, dive into 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 1 through 16. So it's a lot of verses, but um, what's, what's cool about uh, Paul, sometimes you'll notice that he'll say one thing once, and then he'll say the same thing <laughs> twice, but differently. Yep. And then sometimes there's a third time. We need he, that reminder. I, I <laughs> and honestly, it reminds me of my husband often. He will, he will, and unless you're nodding, yes, I understand. He will, he will keep, he will keep saying the same thing sometimes we need over to hear and over. over. And and over. Like, oh my gosh, please stop. <laughs> yeah, sometimes we need it. We need it. We need that I know, reminder. I know. Well, well, not only that, it's just, it's like, am I getting the point across and that is really what Paul was doing by by the way he communicates often and and in these passages we're gonna uh, really see how he defends his authenticity with the Thessalonians and he's really hoping Mm -hmm. that he'll stir up a remembrance of when he was with them Mm -hmm. about his love and his care and concern for him and and I I think you might have mentioned that you know his life is an open open book Mm -hmm. and and for them to look at and investigate in that and he doesn't say it in a way that's bragging about himself. Mm-hmm. He does it as a charge to the right. to these believers. You know, 
I want to say this about my life. Can you say this about your life? Just just as I said earlier, it invites us to pause and consider. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was Paul's motive in sharing that too. It's not to say I'm great, you know, look yeah. at all I've done, but, right. you know, um, just a challenge and a charge to those early believers and to us that are reading it today. Yeah, absolutely. So why don't we go ahead and read, yeah. uh, read the passage? And I think we had a couple of thoughts to share right after that. And then we're going to uh, dive into a question that we're going to yeah. strive to answer together. <laughs> it's so, a good discussion. Yes, yes. Yeah, we'll see how this goes. Yeah. Um, so I'll, if you don't mind, I'll do one through eight. Perfect. And you uh, finish up from there. Perfect. Uh, for you yourselves know, brethren, that our coming to you was not in vain, but after we had already suffered and been mistreated in Philippi, as you know, we ha- we had the boldness in our God to speak to you the gospel of God amid much opposition. For our exhortation does not come from error or impurity or by way of deceit, but just as we have been approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel, so we speak, not as pleasing men, but God who examines our hearts. Kind of what we were talking about mm-hmm. a minute ago. Yep. For we never come, we never came with flattering speeches, speech, as you know, nor with a pretext for greed. God is witness. Nor did we seek glory from men, either from you or from others, even though as apostles of Christ we might have asserted our authority. But we proved to be gentle among you, as nursing mother tenderly cares for her own children. Having so fond an affection for you, we were well pleased to impart to you not only the gospel of God, but also our own lives because you had become very dear to us. Yeah. I'm picking up in verse 9. For you remember, brothers, our labor and toil. We worked night and day that we might not be a burden to any of you while we proclaim to you the gospel of God. You are witnesses, and God also, how holy and righteous and blameless was our conduct towards you as believers. For you know how, like a father with his children, we exhorted each one of you and encouraged you and charged you to walk in a manner worthy of God, who calls you into his own kingdom and glory. And we also thank God constantly for this, that when you received the word of God, you heard from us, you accepted it not as a word of men, but as what it really is, the word of God which is at work in you believers. For you, brothers, became imitators of the churches of God in Jesus Christ, who are in Judea. For you suffered the same things from your own countrymen as they did from the Jews, who killed both the Lord Jesus and the prophets and drove us out and displeased God and opposed all mankind by hindering us from speaking to the Gentiles that they might be saved, so as always to fill up the measure of their sins. But wrath has come upon them at last. But since we were torn away from you, brothers, for a short time, in person, not in heart, we endeavored the more eagerly and with great desire to see you face to face, because we wanted to come to you, I, Paul, again and again, and Satan hindered us, for what is our hope and joy or crown and boasting before our Lord Jesus at his coming? Is it not you? For you are our glory and joy. (laughs) He he packs... So, so much. We were just talking uh, before we started recording about yeah. how much we can just go on and on. And, yeah. and even a verse or two verses, I mean, there's mm-hmm. there's chapters written on that specifically. <laughs> so and, and it's like we got to pull back the reins yeah. and really give that 5,000-foot view we a do. little bit. Yeah. And, yeah. and one of the things I, I love is, uh, is the way that Paul is talking to them through his letter is, is about reminding them how um, – 
in the way he loved them. And he mm-hmm. referenced being like, you know, a nursing mother. And, and nursing mother mm-hmm. uh, is tender and yes. cares and yeah. really provides shelters and protects. And he, and he also references like a father. And yeah. um, sometimes a father is assertive. So it's like those two-sided coin here of mm-hmm. I, I, I care for you and I, I've nurtured you when I was there and I still do in my heart in a sense. Yeah. But at the same time, um, I, I treat you with authenticity yeah. and, and in love, I'm going to shepherd you and correct yeah. you and, and uh, bring you along. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He reminds those people that they have been entrusted with the gospel. Yeah. And I love that phrase because it just carries such a weight with it that we have been entrusted mm-hmm. with the gospel. Um, and so because we've been entrusted with the gospel, we can confidence, confidently say if we are sharing the gospel that we are doing it not to please man, right. but to please the Lord. And and the Lord knows our hearts. He reminds them again. You know, he's charging them. Live in a way that that's pleasing to the Lord, that's honoring to the Lord, that, you know, God knows. You, you right. can't hide that from him. You can, you can pretend all you want, mm-hmm. but God knows your heart and your motives behind what you're doing. And so... Yeah, if, if, if somebody else can't see your fakeness, God can, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, one of the things that he points out, um, and I, th- I found it interesting because I think we... Exp- I know we experience it, unfortunately, today, mm-hmm. is the motives of some that, that if you will... Uh, present themselves uh, mm-hmm. as shepherds yeah. or or those as Christ followers, and their heart motives are full of. As Paul was just kind of uh, renouncing, you know, mm-hmm. for himself, uh, f- full of deceit. Yeah, uh, they're trying to please people instead of God, mm-hmm. and um, they uh, twist God's word. and And so many times, actually, so many times, actually, I've heard even recently mm-hmm. afresh of man. Um, when I've been at this church or uh, when I went to go visit a friend's church, mm-hmm. I, they didn't even mention the Bible when mm. while preaching wow. kind of kind of yeah. thing. And that just shocks my senses because I, I've, I've, um, I've really come to accustom that that's, that's what I hear. So mm-hmm. when, when I don't hear that, when I go to a funeral even, mm-hmm. and it's just talking about it around it and mm-hmm. never really going straight into it, it's shocking, but it's a reality of what I am hearing is true. Yeah. Um, that there are some with wrong motives and Excellent. they're perhaps seeking their own glory. Mm-hmm. And Paul is going, he's, he's been an over backwards to say, I am not that person. Mm-hmm. And I have proven myself to you. Yeah. My motives are pure. And remember how I demonstrated that. Yeah. I mean, he really brings up that he has lived um, the gospel among them and just sharing mm-hmm. of himself. And I think that is such a good point when we're considering authenticity, um, you know, sharing the gospel, but also ourselves. And right. he says that in the verse. And that that's how we should live as believers. We should share the gospel, but also ourselves. And mm-hmm. when we do that, I think it's just such a great bridge um, to sharing the gospel when we start to get to know a person, to share ourselves, to share experiences with a person. It's a great way to build that bridge to sharing the gospel with them um, just by the way you're treating them, by the way you're right. interacting with them, by the way you're being vulnerable appropriately in right. every situation. But um, you know, sharing ourselves, building relationships, it's just a great first step into continuing that gospel conversation with people around us. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's yeah. good stuff. Um, do you want to dive into yeah, the, the yeah. question? There's so many good questions, y'all. We're using the Christ-Centered Exposition <laughs> right. Commentary. Again, we want to reference that. We're going to use that all throughout this study. But there's so many questions. We chose a couple to talk yeah. about 
but we yeah. could have talked about all of them. They're so good, but we don't well, have time. I, I think we initialed the, the CCE. CCE, there CCE. you go. CCE. I know it is so a mouthful really to say. <laughs> so the first question, first question is, yeah. excuse me, what is God's vision for his church? Yeah. I think this is such a good and important thing to discuss mm-hmm. and to consider as we're talking about living authentically mm-hmm. as a body of believers. Like, what what is God's vision for his church? If, if we don't have that mindset, um, that correct view of God's vision for right. the church, that throws right. everything off, yeah. right? Yeah. So God's vision for his church is not new. It's not a new program, a new... Thank goodness. Thank the Lord. (laughs) It's not a new program or a new personality Mm -hmm. or anything. Um, Matthew 16, 18 just clearly lays it out. It says, Jesus says, on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell cannot overcome it. And in our commentary that we've been referencing, it just gives, I I loved how he broke this verse down, Mm -hmm. just kind of giving a mission and a purpose um, to the church. And that, of course, is to proclaim Jesus as the Son of God. And then it also gives a promise to the church that God is going to be the one who builds the church, not us, not our programs, not mm-hmm. our success. And the church's success is not based on us. Praise the Lord. It's right, not dependent right. on us. Um, the success of the church is based on the Lord who is building the church. Right. Um, and so I think I think it's such a good thing to consider as we are um, being challenged and, you know, being told we're being trusted with this gospel. Mm-hmm. What are we going to do with it? How do we live an authentic life as a believer? And I think yeah. this is a great way to start. I, I, as you were talking, I was just thinking about how um, a lot of us, uh, and I'm guilty of this too, have drifted away on occasion mm-hmm. with uh, losing that vision, God's vision, yeah. to where we we make church so much more than about what the core is about and it's yeah. about the gospel it's the center right there what you're talking yeah. about and it's about proclaiming that mm-hmm. and then we get we get wrapped up in um our emotions we get in our feels we yeah. get our feelings hurt or um or activities i mean oh, yeah. how often yeah. especially i think baptist too <laughs> we, we love our activities and that's wonderful right and we love our seat we, we do, do. <laughs> we do tradition well, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah i mean so you know yeah. see how easy it's just yeah. one the one little thing just tacks on another little thing next thing you know we forget the why yeah of of why we are even a church and what the importance is and um when uh, we, I was thinking about this question, uh, it reminded me of God's mission. We were going through that in our leadership pipeline that we're mm-hmm. going through. Yeah. And I love the three points that they put. And I want to share that mm-hmm. from that. Um, it's written, God has called us out of the spiritual darkness into his marvelous light in order to proclaim his excellencies and uh, be his witnesses. That's a huge part of his strategic mission right yeah. there. Cause you know, vision and mission are, are different. Yeah. Secondly, following Jesus and fulfilling his mission involves serving others in love. Galatians five thirteen, mm-hmm. uh, suffering at times, first Peter two twenty, and, and chapter five as well. And blessing others as you have been blessed. First Peter three, eight through 12. And then thirdly, following Jesus and fulfilling his mission means we'll ultimately experience victory with him. And it's Revelation 17, 14. So it's important for us to understand what God's vision is for the church and then what God's mission is for the church. And and, and um, do an assessment in your life and your walk with God and where yeah. you are in the church. Uh, are are you are you upset about a program or something that has changed mm-hmm. uh, or something that's been uh, obsolete for a while mm-hmm. or 
things aren't going your way or you feel uncomfortable, but you're not willing to confront someone. I mean, it just can go so on because we're human, we're people, and it's messy. Yeah. And uh, Carolyn, I Hmm. want to encourage all of us to to just stop, pause, uh, refocus for a moment, and Mm -hmm. then cleanse off of you, you know, those things that have been hindering you from remembering why you even come to church. And it's really forgotten His glory. Yeah. And we'll talk about this later on Mm -hmm. in 1 Thessalonians, but that is such a a good way for Satan to get in yes, and cause division. Yes, we are going to talk a little if about, we're not, I forgot about that. Yeah, <laughs> but it all ties together does, because if does. we're not aware of these things, it's it can mm-hmm. cause catastrophe in yes. the life of our lives, our, our life of a believer, but also mm-hmm. the life of the church. And right. so, um, yeah, I think as we're considering why we even want to live an authentic life as mm-hmm. a believer, we have to go back to, um, you know, we are not seeking glory for ourselves but we're seeking the growth of God's church right. and for his glory. Right. And it all goes back to that. If we're Can we just copy and paste that p- yeah. portion and put it in the next yeah. episode? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure we'll, we'll have more to say. together. You it know, does. Paul wrote this it letter. Does. It's a letter. Uh-huh. So it all goes together. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. yeah. That's good. We wanted to talk about one other question, too. Mm-hmm. What's the difference between revelation and inspiration? And why must we be cautious when we're seeking revelation or inspiration from God today? And I think this is such an important conversation it to have. Is. Um, especially today, as we're trying to live as believers and rightly share the truth of God's word with others. Um, again, with our exposition commentary, they gave a great definition of both revelation and inspiration that I wanted to share that just gave clarity to it. Um, revelation is God's word that's given both through general revelation, which is creation, and through special revelation, which is God's written word or the Bible. Inspiration is God's word as written by the writers of the Bible. And you know, people often question, like, well, how can we trust these human authors that God used to write the Bible? Like, how how do we know they're being truthful? Mm-hmm. How do they know um, what God said? But, you know, it all comes down to God's providence and his intervention in writing the scripture. And Second Peter um, one twenty one just explains it perfectly. It says, no prophecy ever came by the will of man. Instead, men spoke from God as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. That just speaks to it right there. Yeah. (laughs) I thought that was just, that was a perfect setup for that. Absolutely. Yep. And sometimes I think we'll hear people today that they have a special revelation from the Lord that they need to share. Those should set off alarms Mm -hmm. in our head, you know, Mm -hmm. as we hear this. There, God's word is complete. There's not anything Term, new. Terminology is important, and <laughs> yes. and, um, and I think I've heard um, some people use that word before loosely. Yeah, but I I believe in the heart of hearts they didn't intend right. for that because that. Um, it would be an easily thing. I just yeah. had a revelation from, from the Lord. Yeah. You know, I'm supposed to start exercising. I mean, <laughs> yes, yes. Just need oh, wait, to be that's aware. A resolution. Yes. <laughs> but as a believer, we need to be aware when somebody right. says, oh, they have a special word mm-hmm. from the Lord. We need to be really careful because God's word. What do they mean by that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. God's word is complete. Mm-hmm. That means there's mm-hmm. nothing that's going to be added or taken away from it. So, um, you know. Part of being an authentic follower of Jesus is being able to study God's word and through that personal study, being able to rightly share the word of God, not to twist it to you know, make our own meaning or to twist it right. to to do what it, we want it to do in our mm-hmm. lives. But mm-hmm. um, I think it's important as we consider this to really think about, you know, 
God's word is complete. It's whole. No it one is. has to add or, or no. draw away from it. No, that's good. And, and to refer back to the CCE, um, there's something that was written about Paul. And I thought, mm-hmm. you know, it, it was worth actually just reading this uh, because he, referring to Paul, received a revelation from the Lord. Paul could unequivocally say to the Thessalonians that his message was God's message. Mm-hmm. God revealed his word to Paul, and by the Spirit's power, he preached the mes- that message to them. Later, by the Spirit's inspiration, Paul would write both epistles. Thus, through Paul's Spirit-inspired preaching and writing, God ensured that we have a reliable written record of his word. Yeah. And if you need to pause that and rewind and go listen to that again, I understand. <laughs> or so look I it up in your book, times. too, yeah, if y'all are doing this. Yeah, <laughs> right. right. The, yeah. They can get that out of um, on our website, right? The bookstore or yes. go to Amazon. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's available everywhere. So, yeah, mm-hmm. join us if you're not already. It's, yeah. a, it's a wonderful Again, we could never study and discuss everything we could no. um, in this book. So, yeah, it's a great companion as we study First Thessalonians. But we want to leave you with a couple questions just for personal ref- reflection. We're not going to discuss them, but we want you to consider these in your own heart, in your own life as you study First Thessalonians along with us. But the first one is, how can you better pursue and get involved with God's vision for His church? Going back to that, that primary good. vision for His church. And then, are you honestly motivated by a desire to please people or to please God? What keeps you from a life of total obedience? Those are challenging questions mm-hmm. that I think we can take into the week. So I pray that you'll do that. Yeah, that's good stuff. Well, why don't you pray? Okay. All right. <laughs> Lord, thank you so much for your word. Thank you that each time we open it, you meet us and you're faithful to show us um, and challenge us and remind us of the truth of your word and um, what an encouragement it is in in our lives. And I pray that as we live our lives as believers, that we will live authentically and that um, our heart motives will be pleasing to you, that we will want to point others to you and um, bring you honor and glory in the way we live our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us today on Hope-Filled Conversations. If today's episode was helpful to you, we hope you will subscribe, share it with a friend, and rate us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to contact Jody or Carolyn, email them at hfc at eaglewoodbaptist.com. 